This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. Uh, this is funny either way. And I'm having to do very little except sit here and hold this uh, piece of paper in my hand, which tells me it's now time to connect with Professor Dion Foster, Head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, also the Director of the Nordia Center for Public Theology, but not for that long. Good morning, Dion. How's it going? Morning, morning, Brad. Listen, uh, people who are vertically, I don't want to say challenged because that even isn't a good way to say it, but persons... Persons who are, are as tall as they are and other persons who are taller, those persons are a blessing to the world. <laughs> That's all I want to say. That was the most Thank you, diplomatic <laughs> expression of information I've ever heard. I think you deserve some kind of a handshake and a medal or something. <laughs> when, we, when we teach ethics, we always say to our students, we, we introduce them to this notion known as an adiaphora. Oh, yeah? uh, put that in your pipe and smoke it. An adiaphora is... Is something that's a problem, but it's not necessarily a moral problem. Uh-huh. And then I always show them a picture of Megan and I, you know, she's, I mean, she's also <laughs> as tall as she is. And I say, is it better to be tall or short? And, you know, they all say, no, it's better to be tall. <laughs> and then I say to them, well, think about the environmental impact of tall people. They're bad for the environment. <laughs> so, <laughs> Amen. 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 Uh, Dion, I can, well, Brad, that, yeah. that actually relates to our, our topic for today. Indeed. Uh, you know, when, the, when the Lord enlarges our territory. <laughs> <laughs> we, we need to have the, the, the tent pegs and the, uh, the tent uh, guy ropes to match the, the, the extended boundaries. Absolutely. Brad, I was struck again this week. Um, I, I, in my devotional time, there were two passages that once again just just came to mind. Um, the first one is one that I think many of us know quite well. It's it's 1 Chronicles chapter 4, verse 10. And perhaps one of the reasons we know it well is maybe, I, I can't remember how long it was ago, uh, 15 years or so ago, uh, a guy called Bruce Wilkerson wrote a beautiful little book called The Prayer of Jabez. And, mm. and it was really an engagement with 1 Chronicles 4, verse 10. I, I just want to read it for our readers. And just to say, if anyone hasn't Read the little book, The Prayer of Jabez. It's it's a beautiful little book to just uh, to, to to read and and to take some inspiration from. Um, One Chronicles four verse ten says, Jab- "Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, uh, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, so that I will be free from pain." And then I think this is the beautiful bit that that really sort of blesses all of us. It says, "And God." granted his request. Mm. And I, I think, Brad, for me, for many of us, we pray this for our children. We pray this for our families. We pray it for our communities. We pray it for our country. We pray it for our world indeed. Oh, Lord, that you would bless us and enlarge our territory, that your hand would be with us and keep us from harm. And I think the bit that we like is that little bit where it says, and God granted his request. Yeah. Now, that was the first um passage that struck me uh, this this week. And I remember when that little book came out, The Prayer of Jabez, um, we were, were busy with um, the, the, the Global Day of Prayer. Mm. And I remember meeting uh, Dr. Bruce Wilkinson on a couple of occasions, and, and we actually spoke about uh, this particular passage. And one of the things that I remember him saying to us was he said, you know, Dion, um, people sometimes misunderstood exactly 
what I was trying to get across when I was writing about this prayer. They thought, well, it's all about, you know, God sort of just answering my prayer for the things that I want. And he said, of course, you know, that, that's a good way to think about it. But he said, sometimes when God enlarges our territory, it comes with extra responsibility. Yeah. You know, you have to you have to tend for the enlarged territory. You have to take care of the, the plants and the animals and uh, the people who live in there. And he says, sometimes when our God enlarges our territory, it can even be a little bit challenging. And that's that's the second yeah. reading that struck me this week. Yesterday, uh, in my devotional time, uh, one of the readings that was set was that reading from Acts chapter 10, verse 9 to 20. Now, Brad, this, I think, for our, our reader, uh, for our listeners, is perhaps one of the, the most important uh, historical narratives in the Bible. Of course, it has theological value, but why do I say it's one of the most important historical uh, um, narratives in the Bible? Because this tells the story of how you and I got included in the Christian faith. Yes. So it's it's Acts chapter 10, verse 9 to 20, and it's Peter's vision. And um, so it tells the story of Peter, who was a Jew, who believed that Jesus was the promised Messiah. And um, for, for our, our listeners who might not know, early Christianity was actually just Messianic Judaism. Uh, they were Jews who believed that Jesus was the promised Messiah, and they thought, well, we must live just as Jews do. We must uphold uh, the law, we must go to the temple, we must make sacrifice, but we believe that Jesus is the promised Messiah. Mm. And suddenly in Acts chapter 10, uh, we have this notion where God says to Peter, what I want you to do is go to the house of a Gentile, someone who is uh, considered by the Jews ritually unclean, because I want to do an amazing work with Cornelius and his household. So we read this story about God enlarging uh, the tent of God's faithful. No longer are the chosen people only those who are from the 12 tribes of Israel and Judah. Suddenly, God includes people from this other tribe, uh, the unclean, yeah. the heathen, um, and, and God brings them into the fold. And, um, you know, there's this beautiful little story uh, in, in Acts chapter 10 where, you know, Peter says, but surely, Lord, you know, I, I cannot have anything that's unclean. He sees this vision of unclean food. And the Lord says to him, take it and eat it. And he says, but surely I can't allow anything unclean to pass my lips. And then the Lord says to him in Acts chapter 10, verse 15, do not call anything impure that God has made clean. And mm -hmm. from that moment on in the narrative of Acts, we suddenly see that the gospel begins to spread to the Gentiles. And of course, Brad, how wonderful, because that means that you and I could know Jesus, be loved by him, have our sins forgiven and our lives set right uh, because we are not not Jews. Yeah. So today, I think the the little bit that I, I maybe want to encourage myself to think about and even our listeners is to say, pray that prayer of Jabez. There's nothing wrong with praying that. There's nothing wrong with saying, Lord, would you bless me and my family and my community and enlarge my territory? Would you let your hand be with me and keep me from harm and and keep me free from from pain? But also just remember, when we pray that request, it's God who answers according to God's will. And sometimes that may mean the enlarging of our tent is going to ask us to do things that we might not uh, have considered ours to do, to go to a community that we might not have known, to do work that we might not uh, have considered necessary before, but to do something that, that is about God's will in our lives. And, and just remember that, just as it was with Peter, 
uh, the Lord will not only lead you in that, but also equip you uh, for the work that lies ahead. Yeah, that's beautiful. Dion, thank you so much. I, I, I couldn't help but think now about this all-inclusivity, uh, which is such a beautiful thing in a world where you're so easily judged by perhaps the color of your skin, which country you live in, which gender you might be, um, uh, you know, how long you've been a believer for. We, we always try and find a category to put ourselves in where somehow we could be considered uh, higher than another. It's kind of the human way it would seem. But the beauty of all of this, the, all, the inclusivity of the gospel, none, nothing actually matters except just you saying, I have a need for a savior. And I find that so wonderfully uh, how the kingdom of God contradicts the kingdoms of this world where everything really is about some kind of level of something where someone is somewhere above or below another person. Uh, I love how inclusive the gospel is. Absolutely, Brad. There's a, there's a very famous uh, political philosopher called Hannah Arendt, mm. uh, and and she was she was quite uh, influential in the time after the Second uh, World War. But she wrote something very very beautiful about you know this notion to say that that there are certain communities into which we're included not necessarily uh, because they would have been our choice, but because they are the choice and the grace of others. And yeah. and I think Christianity is one of those. God loves us. And God wants to be in relationship with us. And the truth is, God does want us to flourish and to be whole and to work for the wholeness of creation and for others. And so, yeah, God's going to invite us into things that we, we might not think to, think to do. You know, it's the same as a child growing up. Uh, when you're seven years old, you never think you're going to have to do differential calculus or uh, <laughs> fill in your tax return. <laughs> yeah. But as you grow, you learn to do those things and they matter too. We love that. That's the voice of Professor Dion Foster. For the next little while, at least, still the head of Department of Systematic Theology and Ecclesiology, the director of the Bayes Nordia Center for Public Theology out of Stellenbosch University. Dion, be blessed, be well, have a beautiful day, and we'll connect again soon. Thanks, my friend. Bless you. Bye then. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.